Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is going on? Hey, 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 this is a happy hangover today. I am not going to deny it. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and this is the Steelers Hangover from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Your nonstop shop, your one-stop shop, just the place to go for Pittsburgh Steelers news. And there's going to be plenty of it this week, and there's plenty of it right now just because the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland and are ahead of them in the standings. And if you look at the conference standings, the Pittsburgh Steelers are number six out of seven. So, woohoo! Celebrating along with me today is Shannon White and Tony Defio from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Shannon, how are you this evening? I'm awesome. Raring to go. All right. Ask me something, anything. I'm ready. Okay, you, you can't <laughs> say it better than that. Tonester, what's going on, man? I feel pretty good. It's a bit, it's what, what a great win. What a great win for the Steelers organization. Yeah, it is a great win. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about why this was a, a great win and how big of a win it actually is, because there's some people that could go ahead and break it apart. There's a lot to talk about. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and uh, save you guys. We are going to talk about the fake field goal we'll do that a little bit later on on the call and we'll go at different angles at this so that's no problem but the big thing there's also going to be trade deadline talk the trade deadlines tomorrow we're going to talk about that as well we've got nothing but news and things to discuss for the Steelers but it is a great day and the reason my partners here are happy and a lot of people are thrilled and elated in the live chat it's simple Nobody thought that the Steelers could go ahead and beat this team. The uh, Yes, there are a lot of injuries on the Cleveland Browns. Yes, they are the number two ranked offense in the league when it comes to 
rushing. They are the number two defense in the league when it comes to rushing. So when it comes to both sides of the ball, when it's on the ground, the Browns are tough. So we're going to talk about all of that. But the, the, the title tonight is how big is this as a win? Because there's a lot of naysayers saying, hey, okay, you beat a beat up Browns team. Well, the Browns are going to say you beat up a beat up Browns team. But, you know, the Steelers are missing some guys as well. So let me start first with Tony. How big of a win is this for the Pittsburgh Steelers in your mind? Oh, I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, the, the, the math alone makes it a big win. You know, you, if, if you lose yesterday's game, you're down, what, game and a half out, out of third place? I mean, you, you know, you're uh, – so it's, you set yourself up nice. We, we talked about this last week. You set yourself up nicely for a great run. I mean, it, it, it's not, not, not set in stone, of course, but you, you, you've given yourself a great opportunity to, to be six and three after nine games by the and, – and if you're six and three after nine games, then you have – you have eight left, obviously, and you have four games in the division. Uh, so you have, but basically, you control your own fate simply by winning yesterday's game. I think so. Uh, it, it was huge, and and, and I, I was uh, it's probably my favorite victory they've had in, in, in quite a while. Shannon, do you agree with Tony that this is one of your favorite victories as well? It was huge. It was so enjoyable. They did everything I thought they would struggle to do, which mainly stopped the run. The The guys played excellent. The defensive line, Wormley, Louder Milk, Mondo, they all stood uh, stood up when they needed to. And they they just, they you know, everybody's saying the Browns are injured. Mayfield's playing with a hurt shoulder. Bill Ben's hurt. Ben's old. Uh, they don't have their second running back in Hunt. But Chubb is awesome. I mean, he's, you know, one of the best in the league. And they have the best running game in the NFL, as far as I know, uh, according per yards per game and per carry average. That is a great offensive line. And the Steelers shut that running game down for all intents and purposes. It was a huge game for the division. It was a, a huge game for the confidence of the team moving forward. It was a huge game because it might be Ben's last game in Cleveland. Uh, the hold. You know, Garrett comes out in his Grim Reaper outfit, and and Mayfield celebrated getting knocked down out of bounds like he just won the Super Bowl, come running out there there and fired up. And and I think the only thing he did was fire the defense up for the Steelers. So it was a huge win, and I was proud of them guys, and I'll say it. I'm proud of the team and the way they played yesterday. All right. I, I just want to address one thing that you said. Yes, it could be Ben's last game, but come on. It's not. Ben is not going anywhere until Ben. Ben has to be on his deathbed <laughs> to leave because I, I just I could see him just like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it another shot. And the Steelers are going to have to say, all right, Ben, you you're leaving. Hey, it, it might be it might be he might get another crack before next year in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and yeah. So uh, Wes made a comment. Imagine if this team was healthy for the playoffs against the Browns, and they were not healthy. <clears throat> and so you know the the Browns are a good team, but did the Steelers beat a good Browns team yesterday because of the injuries? To my account, a lot of those guys were out there. So my question to you, and I'm going to start off with Tony here. 
Is that injury report, do you think that uh, there was some gamesmanship in the injury report saying that all these guys are hurt then all of a sudden they're playing? Oh, there's always gamesmanship with stuff like that, especially in the AFC North. So so that didn't surprise me. You know, as far as the injuries, I mean, you know, I mean, as Shannon illustrated, they had, they were pretty much fully healthy on offense with with the exception of of, uh, Hunt. You know, they had a, you know, you know, yeah, Baker Mayfield was, was injured, and some people said they should have put in Case Keenum, but I think Mayfield looked okay and healthy. So may, there were some inju- injuries with the secondary. I know that, but but I I, I think I think it was a, it, they they beat a good team yesterday. Shannon White, is this a statement win? <clears throat> yes, the most of the Browns' injuries was the secondary, as Tony mentioned, which normally in the past the Steelers could have really took advantage of that. They're not in a position right now with Ben and the receiver crew that they have at the moment to fully take advantage of the Browns uh, injury and depleted secondary. They actually beat them in the trenches. They beat them by, that that was the best offensive line has looked, pounding the ball up the middle, especially. Mm -hmm. And they're taking advantage of Garrett's over-aggressiveness. Teams do that to TJ at times. And the Steelers kind of returned to favor yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the, the way the inside of that line played, that d- caused the running game to be successful and everything played off that. So, uh, yes, it was definitely a statement win. That's what I'm so excited about is because the young guys that we've been talking about all along saying that, that this season depends on them, they are starting to turn it around, turn it on. And that was their best performance yesterday. Now, if you score only 15 points in a game, but you hold the other team to 10, <laughs> a potent offense, that could still be a statement game. Is that correct, Tony? Yeah, and I think the defense really, I mean, you know, all the talk with Ben, and of course, and, and rightfully so, and, and Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth and the offensive line, the defense was the reason why they won that game. The defense, uh, as Shannon said, I mean, they shut down the running game. Uh, they, they came up with big plays at the end. You know, the, the, the fumble with Jarvis Landry, uh, Schobert uh, caused that fumble. So the, the, de- the defense held strong. I mean, look, look at the, uh, what's the fourth and one? And they decided to punt, I think, at, at one point in the game. Uh, they, they, they had no confidence they could go up against the uh, steel. They, they can get a yard against the Steelers' defense. So, I mean, you have to give the, the defense credit for, for how well they played against the Browns. Now, and, and if the defense doesn't play that well, we're not talking about, uh, Najee Harris's great game and and and, and Muth's great catch and and Ben plays him in at the end. We're talking about here we go again, only 15 points. So it was it was a uh, it was a, a statement performance by that defense, shutting down that potent offense. So I want to talk about that defense for a second, and I want to talk about one guy in particular. I made a bold statement early on in the season. Well, when Tyson Alulu went down, I made a bold statement that Chris Wormley could be the guy. And he could be an unsung hero for this team. Does it look like he's starting to be that guy on that defensive line that's helping out Cam and you're not worried about about him? You don't even think that he's a backup anymore? You feel like he is an established starter and he's a major cog in that defense, Shannon? Thankfully, yes. He, um, I was really concerned when the Seahawks attacked him. and But yesterday... Cam Hayward said it in his post-game interview. What was the difference? He said everybody maintained their gap control. 
their gap responsibilities and Wormley did that excellent. Uh, Bugs just committed to tight blockers, didn't try to over pursue or penetrate. Loudermilk's been the best, second best run defender on the line for a few games now. All them guys stood up and Worm, you was right about Wormley because he still looks small to me for a normal Steelers defensive end. But yesterday he really held the point and, and, and it did an excellent job. So yeah, Wormley has been invaluable with no to it. Tony Wes brings up this OBJ had like four drop passes. Jarvis dropped three that should have easily been caught. Now somebody on the preview in the live chat, you know, came out and said that, well, you know what? They drop passes, so they gave you the game. Do you feel that when teams drop passes, that that's them making a mistake and the Steelers didn't earn it? I'm the kind of person that feels like the defense forces drop passes with a pass rush and with hearing football footsteps from the secondary. Could you elaborate on that? Do you feel like I'm correct there? Well, I mean, look at last year with the Steelers with all the drop passes that they had, especially late in the year, because everything that all the passes were right around the line of scrimmage and they had three or four defenders around them and, and they were hearing footsteps, I think. So, uh, you know, yeah, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes uh, you benefit from a receiver making a mistake, but that happens in every game. You know, I don't think you could you could walk away from yesterday's game, even with the drop passes by, by Landry and, and OBJ and say, well, the defense played t- terrible. The defense played great, even with the even with the drops. The, the drops are a part of football. I mean, that's that's why they keep a that's why they keep a stat, and, and, and a lot of people look to that stat constantly, and a lot of people uh, 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 ridicule that 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 stat or ridicule players who, who are are bad in that in that department. So yeah, they they had some drops, but but the Steelers dropped passes too, and nobody ever nobody ever. Uh, uh, they still they still give credit to the opposing defense. Now I'm going to bring up Owen David here, the proprietor of Britsburg from across the pond. Bad. The only reason they dropped the passes was Landry and OBJ scared of our secondary lighting them up. Yeah, I uh, that backs up exactly what you just said, Tony. So I do appreciate that. So um, here's the thing. So this game, I feel great about this game for a number of reasons. We talked about Miles Garrett coming in and with the cape with, I mean, he has the graveyard at home. Now he has the cape with all the quarterbacks. Look, I don't have a problem with it. I do not have a problem with that, but it made me feel like this. And, you know, I grew up a Penn state fan. I grew up a Pitt fan as well, but when Penn state gets off the plane in Tempe, Arizona, wearing suits and the Miami hurricanes get off the plane wearing army fatigues. There's, there's a different kind of attitude there. One team's there for business. One team's there for show. And so to me, this was a showcase between TJ Watt and miles Garrett for defensive player of the year. TJ Watt showed up and showed off with his play and not with his wardrobe. Miles Garrett had a good game. But the thing with Miles Garrett, he did not expose Dan Moore Jr. Now, Dan Moore Jr., did he have a great game? Absolutely not. He did not have a great game. 
Did he have a good enough game to keep Ben clean enough? Did Ben help his young right tackle, young left tackle, excuse me? Yes, absolutely, the whole way. But the question is, and the reason I'm bringing this up, that that offensive line did not seem scared of Miles Garrett and a very tough Cleveland defense. Has this, have they just stepped up for one game or are they really coming together under Adrian Clem? No, definitely coming together. They're adopting, uh, they're buying into what he's selling. And they chipped some to help uh, Moore a little bit. Moore was getting beat instantly. Uh, but Garrett's a freak. He is an absolute athletic freak. And nobody just takes him one-on-one. And more, he still needs the upper body development and other things like we've talked about. And he he didn't have anything for Garrett on that initial move. So it, I think the PFF give more a zero passing grade uh, for pass blocking yesterday. That's only because the initial move, you know, Garrett beat him every time. But Moore would recover enough to keep Ben upright, and then Ben was getting rid of the ball so fast. He he done good enough, and that's what he's been doing all year. He struggled, but he keeps fighting. He keeps fighting, and so th- I think that was a, a a huge victory for him that he went up against Garrett and didn't give up a four or five sack game, and Ben definitely helped him by getting that ball out. And changing on the touchdown pass to Fryermuth, Ben moved Harris to that side. And he the reason that Ben had time to throw the pass on fourth down to Fryermuth is because Harris picked up Garrett. So that's when your your veteran quarterback can help a young left tackle also. Tony, do you stick with Dan Moore Jr. the whole way now because he survived Miles Garrett? Absolutely. I mean, uh, that's the only way you learn is just get, get in there. In my opinion, you get in there each and every week and you mix it up. And what a, what a who better to learn from than, than one of the best pass rushers in the NFL? As Shannon said, he's a, he's a freak. I mean, the guy just is, you know, he's on pace for, for a record number of sacks this year. So, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely had a learning experience on Sunday. And, you know, if he's, if he's the kind of player that, that wants to get better and wants to, uh, to improve his craft, then he's going to learn from from his struggles on Sunday. And as you said, his struggles were there, but they weren't they weren't um, catastrophic. And, and 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 Ben, for the most part, was clean on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, you keep him in there, and you, and you and and I love this whole line right now. You know, especially I love Kendrick Green and his chipping. You see it every game the way he's mixing it up with the other. Team. They're not afraid. They're not afraid of of, uh, of their opponents. They're not they're not afraid of of, of any uh, front seven. They're just they're 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 growing together and, and and you're seeing it more and more each week. They're getting better and better each and every week. And I mean, yesterday the the, the way they uh, uh, blocked for the run was 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 just I think really encouraging. You know what? Here's the big question, and I'm going to recycle a question from the post game show with Jeff, Dave, and myself yesterday, and it's this: What do you do with Zach Banner? Do you keep him? on the bench until something falters or do you risk messing with the chemistry? I, I, I say, well, I mean, Banner, 
he can only play well both Moore and banner can only play on on you know the left or the right and the left respectively so you know if you're going to activate banner he almost has to start right if you, if you put him in there he almost has to start on the right side and then uh, shoots would either be inactive or 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 the swing tackle um right now i, I mean i know a core four he's having his problems uh you know he had a couple of key penalties on sunday but i'd say just leave it as is for now and and, and see if they can continue to improve as a, as a, a five uh, player unit shannon are you tinkering with this line wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole hmm. they are finally developing chemistry they're finally learning trust and playing together with each other. There's no reason Banner, unless he's going to pull a Ingram or uh, an AB or, you know, like, oh, I'm not getting to play. I want out of here and force his way out of town. Banner has not ever proven anything. He's only started one game really in the NFL and he didn't finish that one. He's unproven. The guys that have been playing have played six games, uh, seven games now. And, they there's no reason to mess with the chemistry banner can be your backup right tackle i would have four tackles myself because in injuries happen at that position especially but banner can be active but he does no business replacing uh chooks at the moment because chooks has actually improved the last three weeks as has the rest of the line all right i'm gonna shock both of you guys and i think i shocked those guys yesterday on the show i agree with both of you I'm not a Chooks fan. Everybody knows that I'm not a Chooks fan. I uh, I like the man. It's the player that scares me, and I'd love to see Banner in there. But right now, I'm not touching it either. So with that being said, that is a big thing for Chooks. And here's the thing about Chooks. He is hearing. He is hearing the hate. He uh, He had a great tweet yesterday it's like hey keep on hating i'm just gonna keep on playing something like that (laughs) and you know that's fun and and i get it i definitely get it i mean i i root for the guy but right now there's no reason to touch him um now if there's a catastrophic game yeah you have that insurance policy and banner and that's kind of the way that it has to be at this point i'm sure mike tomlin is going to be asked about that tomorrow i'm sure mike tomlin is going to be continue to ask be asked about something else and that's the fake (laughs) and that's something we're going to talk about when we come back right after this on the Steelers hangover stick around we will be back right after this if you're checking us out on any of your platforms where you download your favorite podcast you know what we want you to do it's simple just go on over to number two it's as simple as that we will be back right after this on btsc that's behind the steel curtain.com. Mm-hmm. 